All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 464 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. We've got a whole gaggle of folks here today. We've got Daniel, who's staying up early or late because he's a socialist who gets lots of holidays in Europe. Um, Ken, the voice of reason. Who's representing AT&T today. I'm representing (laughs) Verizon. um, And of course, Lonnie's going to be T-Mobile. Five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And Mark Anthony, who's your cell provider in Canada? Uh, Kudo. Okay, so Paul S. is on line three. um, And we can all tell which which, uh, telco provider he's got. We're going to get to the ace return to Eddie Trunk. Uh, You know, that's why I'm calling this wobble talking. Because what the fuck is the only response I really got to that whole um, second... Um, second oh two. There you go. That was a that's a British one actually that I remember using. Um, so good evening to everyone who's joined us. Thank you for joining us live. Like I said, we are going to talk about um, Ace's call into Eddie Trunk. I was going to go see Spinning Gold, but it's already been pulled from the theater where it was showing. Now it's thirty-two yeah. miles to the closest cinema for me, so I think I'm just going to wait for it to hit stream. What I, I do want to ask everyone who's watching or chiming in in the comments, um, who steers the ship through the stormy sea, Daniel's lost, and I'm getting oh. seasick. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Has anyone actually seen that movie yet, or has everyone's lives been too busy? Lonnie, raised a hand. Yay. All right. Oh, what's, my. What's, I, remember the, the, I remember the photo. Yeah, what's the Lonnie review of Spitting Gold? Yeah. Well... For starters, there were as many, I was actually correct, there were as many people in the theater as there were for Detroit Rock City in 1999, which is not many. Two minutes before showtime, it was just me and my wife in the theater. We're like, like, wow. But some people did come in. um, We were not the only ones. And, you know, most people have probably read different things and, and see different things online. But from the jump, it was just factually inaccurate. And and I knew that going in. But like in the Calf in the in the in the um, the Casablanca showcase with with uh with Neil Bogart, the band comes out and it's January nineteen seventy four. And they come out and they play Shout It Out Loud. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I'm like, okay, that's this is how it's gonna be so at that point i just kind of i just kind of like you know what? i'm just gonna sit back relax and enjoy the movie and there are many inaccuracies as you go and i knew that going in and you know from the and like like i said from the jump i okay that's how that's the way it's gonna be but what got me more than anything is that you know well they show them you in the preview of them in the preview of the movie it shows them going to a big hall and it's supposed to be Kobo Hall. It's supposed to look like and it's supposed to be Kiss Alive. And I thought, okay, well, here's where you're going to see the record company turn it around. Here's where, you know, the story's really going to get going and, and where Neil's going to strike gold and, and things are going to start going good. Um, but it's not the case. You see Kiss perform this live show in front of all these people. And then you cut to after the show and it's Gene without makeup and he's complaining how why the band isn't bigger. <laughs> And then for the next half hour, 45 minutes, it's still about the record company continued this, continuing the struggle. Um, and that was disappointing to me. And the big turning point in the movie was Donna Summer. And they made Donna Summer out to be the hero that saved Casablanca. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest Donna Summer fan in the world. I can't sit here and tell you the accuracies or inaccuracies in Donna Summer's story. I can't do that. And I'm not going to sit there and, and try to it. But I do know a lot about Kiss's history. And I do know that Kiss Alive is the album that saved that record company's ass. And it was very disappointing to me that that they really minuscule that and downplayed it. Now, at the very, very end, 
he, you know, it's, it's Neil Bogart telling the story. He goes, oh, and I, we finally figured out the secret to Kiss, and that was to let them release a live record. And, you know, and then Beth became a single, and, it, you know, but it was a footnote. And I was like, you know, that, that that's not the band that's still touring 50 years later that sold 100 million albums that saved your ass. And, and, and again, I knew it was going to be like that going in. But at the same time, all that being said, I am happy that Neil's story was told Maybe not too many people initially, you know, hopefully a lot of people do um, end up watching it and seeing it when it comes on streaming or, or whatever the case may be. And I, and I hope that people still appreciate the sacrifices and the in his life to make these bands such as Kiss or Donna Summer um, successful. But there were more inaccuracies than I thought going in. And the fact, the fact that Kiss wasn't portrayed as... Um, have been as successful as they were. You know, you know what? I got to just say, just say one thing. I'm just going to say this, and I'll let everybody else say their piece. The, the one thing I found, or I think I've got from all these reviews and stuff, and hearing this thing, and even just hearing Lonnie describe this now, I come to the conclusion that Mr. Bogart's son knows nothing of his father's history. I mean, if this is the way the film was was made. Like that, that right there, the 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 Casablanca showcase, and they they played shouted out loud. Come on, man! You can't honestly tell me that he didn't know that that was made like well later in their career. Like if he doesn't know that, then he knows nothing of his father's history. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. Mark, I knew you were the one that's got the biggest problem. It's probably it. So it's probably defending Bob Bezrin's integrity here. Thank uh, you, Mark. Yeah. Yes. For once, <laughs> I will. Yes. Yeah, it's probably a choice, you know, they thought, well, am I going to play nothing to lose in the well, movie, or am I going to play... It's a poor yeah, choice. More accurate. I, I agree with no. more accurate, but... Uh, they played a song I just, that the audience is going to know. That's why they chose show. That's, that's exactly it. It is. Yeah. So, okay. So rather than make it accurate... We're just going to placate to artistic license. And that was something that was made clear about the movie all along. That if you were a diehard Kiss geek expecting a linear (laughs) history of Casablanca with Kiss in the primary role, you weren't going to get that. I wasn't expecting that. No, but Casablanca is so much more than just about Kiss. Yeah. You know, with the other acts that were an integral part, it is interesting to give Parliament that screen time cutting out the village people is egregious you know from their importance and the whole disco side of the equation but again i haven't seen the movie so i i, I don't know what was touched on in it but disco was the whole deal with casablanca they were the kings of disco um you know obviously they didn't have casey and the sunshine band but they were putting out product <laughs> like crazy um you know, which led to their downfall ultimately. So, you know, I I get it. Joyce was Donna's manager as well. So, you know, again, I do want to see it. Uh, I wanted to see it in the cinema, but once it didn't have the real music in it, it's like, screw that. I don't want to listen to cheesy copy songs from those, uh, you know, from those great acts that were on the label. So I, I will see it eventually. Anyone else see it, or are we all just? No, we have we haven't seen it, but I think all of us will see it. But I I do, I think it's kind of mesmerizing that they release it to to the cinema. We all knew that it would tank. Yeah, this should be released, you know, through Netflix or something. But But, uh, yeah, but no, Daniel. Honestly, Daniel, the one thing where 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 I think that maybe people were thinking that it was going to be in the theaters because initially. If, I, if memory serves me correctly, there was all kinds of talk about Justin Timberlake being involved as, you know, Bogart and having, you know, uh, you know, all these other people in there, like bigger name yeah. actors in there. That was a long time ago. And, yeah. and that all of them have dropped off and we get these other yeah. actors that people yeah. don't know as well. And then what did, what did they expect, you know? No, it's I, a classic I, B movie that should go directly to video, video in yeah. the old or days. DVD, yeah. Well, Lonnie, did you, you ever know. see the did you ever see the Def Leppard biopic that was on VH1 years back? The Hysteria yes, one, yeah. 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 And, was it know, better it, or worse than that? <laughs> better, please. Do you prefer AT&T or Verizon? I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> you know, I I'd put it I put it in the same category. You know, I mean, like I said, you know, from the jump, and I, and I like the shout out loud thing. I knew I thought of Mark right away when they when they played the shout out loud. I go, <laughs> of of the guys on the show, Mark's the one that's gonna have the biggest problem with that. But sitting there watching, like, okay, I get it why you play shout out loud, even if you're just a casual Kiss fan or you're just a music fan. Oh, I have heard that Kiss song before. Type thing. I like like Ken said. Are, are they really gonna play Nothing to Lose? Are, are they really gonna play Deuce, or you know, or or something like that? Like, no, no one would know what it is. I'm like, oh, I don't even know. People say, well, that's Kiss, but I don't, I don't, I don't even know the song. So I, I get why they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I'm and at the end of the day, I'm 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 fine with that aspect of it. But no, it was, it, it is, it was what it was, and it's, and. It was, there was more inaccuracies than I thought, but my biggest thing was that they did they painted Donna Summer as a hero. Yeah. And, and I guess. Mm. But Lonnie, how did the band look on stage? You know, the fake <laughs> fake kiss band. You know, the makeup thing really didn't bother me. Okay. The, it it really didn't watching the movie. I mean, yeah. A guy a guy like us or anybody watching the show is gonna be like, Oh my gosh, that's terrible and that's wrong. But it's not that noticeable. I mean, no one else went to see it, so they won't know. Well, yeah, that, not, that never know. Saw, not that many people saw it to, to notice the difference. But I think to the casual fan, too, like, oh, okay, that there's the cat, there, there's the spaceman, there's this guy, there's that guy. It it, it wasn't so egregious that... But I, but I the moves then, did, did Gene move like Gene and Paul did the strut and all that? Okay, For sure, cool. for sure, they, it, they did that. And they, and they had the big Kiss logo in the back. You know, the other thing that I thought was really weird is that, you know, not that I've ever seen Gene do this, but there's that clip that they showed of when they were playing on stage and they cl- they zoom in on Gene and he sings the part and I think it was a rock and roll night party every day. And right after he sings his line, he they zoom in on his face and he goes, Bleh! like he literally makes this noise. I mean, I've never heard him ever do that. Like, who the, how the hell did they think that he does that on stage? He does, what is he, 10 years old? He's not some kid, you know, sticking his tongue out, making sounds at, into a microphone. Like, th- this is just em- embarrassing in lots of ways to me. They want to underline the, the you know, the tongue thing. That's, that's, a lot. <laughs> well, that's the thing. you need a sound to go along with him sticking out <laughs> his tongue. They'll just have to wait yeah. until the, the real biopic. And then we can no, tear apart it. that one. We can that we can pick out. that apart too. I'm sure. Oh God! I oh, to think oh, what's yeah. going to happen when Kiss does a biopic. I think people are going to board's going to blow up. I think yeah, Where's Drago has a very good point here that it is nice to see Neil Bogart and mm-hmm. Casablanca Records yeah. getting some recognition, albeit briefly, and getting savaged uh, by reviewers generally. But it's still keeping his name out there. He isn't known um, like a Clive Davis. You know, he's been dead for 40 years, you know, so he he is not remembered uh, for what he was the music scene in the 1970s. So that is a positive there. There was also another very good comment from Danny. Yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing a lot more stories from Joyce, who was there. Um, That was a great episode of Three Sides, her telling some stuff. I thought there was some revisionism there. Um, but still, you're hearing the stories from her perspective as co-manager of the band and also um, someone intimately connected with Casablanca, Neil Bogart, yeah. and the record label itself and manager of Donna Summer. So, um, again, she needs some recognition in the industry as well for the job that she did. All right, before we get to Ace, I just want to, I did get some Kiss mail this week, got the new off the soundboard, which uh, everyone else should be getting tomorrow. Um, People were going to wig out over the credits errors um, Mm -hmm. because it's not consistent for Vinny. It should be Vinny or Vincent Cassano for the creature stuff that he Mm -hmm. co-wrote and Vinny Vincent for the stuff that he co-wrote for... Lick, Lick it, up. it up. Lick it up. And they got Brian Adams wrong. No, with an I or instead of with a an, Y. With, or with an I instead yeah. of a Y. So that's, <laughs> that's going to upset some people. So I'm, I'm going to trigger you on that. It is a super fun listen. Again, getting to hear Mark St. John do the Animalize songs is really cool. The poor guy didn't stand a chance. Uh, and he gave it his all on this performance. And we've got a soundboard to at least celebrate his tenure in the band. And that really is a very cool thing to get from this off the soundboard. 
Crown Boar series. I also got this today, and I've only had a chance to glance mm. through it. Mm. It doesn't look like anything a diehard's going to enjoy, but it does have color pictures, and it looks like it's print-on-demand from Amazon. So um, I'm, I'm actually hopeful because a mask hysteria is going to go that route, so I get to see mm. what something uh, printed by them looks like. That's mostly for, pictures. Yeah, yeah. I, well, there are some good pictures in there. I mean, yeah, okay. if, if you're not a picture diehard, you'll say, but the text, it's mostly quoting from their autobiographies. Daniel? Yeah, I, I got a digital digital copy of the Poughkeepsie uh, show uh, from one of our, uh, you know, one in the family. I don't know if he sent it to you, uh, but uh, I listened through it, about half of, of, of the concert, and I think it's really good. You know, Mark St. John is a bit better than Vinny was at the beginning of, of, of the Creatures tour. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. But uh, I think it was, it sounds great. I mean, it's a good sound on, on the record. Hey, it's and, historic. Uh, yeah. So I, I had a real fun. I'm, I'm, I'm going up tomorrow. I'll listen to the, the, the second part of, of the record. I don't know. Didn't you get that, that file? Today? Yes. Was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a good man, that guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, Provi providing us with stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the, the Kiss fans, we all know this, having done this podcast now for what five hundred episodes here, that there's always going to be somebody who's going to be complaining about something with this stuff. You know, let's just enjoy the music in this. I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to it. You know, and listening to it multiple times and absorbing it. And you know, when when I go to a concert, you know, rarely have I ever gone to a concert that's been completely flawless and spotless, you know. I mean, even Rush, my favorite band in the world, who I think are technical, savvy people, you know, even they've botched things here and there on stage, you know. So, I mean, it's never a perfect thing, and I I just think that people should enjoy it. These are but, a soundboard recording of, of with Mark St. John. Who would have thunk it, you know? But, but will you go to the Toronto concert? <laughs> That's the well, question. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. You have to, Mark. Oh, God. You're going to be like so Harry and Megan if they go to the fucking coronation, Mark. <laughs> you know, well, we're going to have to shoot in every week. And... <laughs> Lana, <laughs> Lana's put the tickets. Um, um, I mean, all right, getting back on track. Where's Drago? Uh, again, one one more thing. That was uh, that was actually my first ever rock and roll single I purchased. New was that Boardwalk. I love rock and roll back when it came out. Mm -hmm. And one other one I want to copy uh, talk about just before we move on. Um, so there's a, a tape flip during sadly young and wasted. So yeah. halfway through the the first sentence, uh, they fade it into where it comes back at the end of the song. So you <laughs> only get to hear a little bit of Eric singing. And there's no way around it. Tape flips are tape flips, and um, they're brutal. And then uh, the last song cuts out at the end, which is no major losses. Oh, 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 night. Julian, wait a minute. You said that they faded at the beginning of the first line of the song, the first vocal, right? Mm -hmm. And then it comes back in at the end of the song. Right, they made it back you, in. You only hear so, a little bit of Eric singing. So who who is who's in who's in charge of this tape flipping? Like Mr. Turtle, he's Mark, like Mark. Go find this guy and put your finger in his chest. It was thirty-eight years ago. It, <laughs> kick his it's ass. A, it's like, a cassette tape. Come Mark. on, man. Really? Like it takes him like four minutes to flip a tape. Come do, on, guys. Do you think? Shame. Do you think they were sitting there watching it? This would have only been taped for reference. They would okay. never have been any intention True. to release it. My, all of our guesses are probably going to be that it was used for Paul and Gene to listen back to but the yeah, performance to, to provide judgment upon the boy and whether he was deemed worthy, which... That is true, answer. because just yeah. to, just really quickly, Rush, when they were touring from as far back as Test for Echo, they would always record on that tapes their shows. And, and behind the board you would see these dat tapes there that the sound guy had. And a lot of these shows leaked because the fools would leave the tapes there. And once in a while, a fan would go by and go yoink and take a tape and run the hell out of the concert with it. And next thing you know, it would pop up on, you know, dime a dozen or something. But it's all reference for the band. You're right, Julian. Yeah. And, you know, they're about like guys... Aerosmith record all their shows with intent to actually do something with them, but also for mainly for posterity, because you're never going to release every single fucking show that you've ever recorded as a band, unless you're Metallica. Yeah. Or Pearl you know, the, uh, 
the <laughs> young and wasted version should say you know should say in parentheses eight track version <laughs> so it's, it's like oh this is this is what an eight track would sound like young and wasted the verizon yeah. version like click the problem with <laughs> the problem with metallica is they're they are still making good music so when you go and see a metallica concert you have to do with all this new stuff i hate it i want to hear the old stuff oh, I, I, I love it because <laughs> because then you get something like frantic coming back into the set and you're like holy shit i haven't heard TikTok, that in ages TikTok. they haven't forgotten about it and they always will pull out a gem now and then and mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah but if you're a casual fan you're on the, you know, when, oh, when we always talk about Kiss should play these deep cuts, but when you're a casual fans like me with Metallica and I go and watch a Metallica concert, I hate those new songs. So I get it. Oh, why come on. Kiss play. No, I, I can't. I want to hear stuff from Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning. But they you do know, that. Puppets. They do like yeah, they do that. But that. But then when they do the new stuff, ah, let's go and buy a beer. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I don't have it, time to get happens? into the new stuff. Boom. It's hit and miss. I when Iron Maiden did fan. that to me, I they did two new songs off the the new album. I can't remember what tour it was. Yeah, but one was eight minutes and the other was nine minutes. Oh my! I was Lord. suffering towards the end of the second new song. Like I really need something like the Trooper or Power Slave right about now. <laughs> um, Fear the all right, Thanks Ace Rally. Has right. he been in the news? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's get back to wobble talking. Ace called back into Eddie Trunk this week. Eddie spent an inordinate amount of time walking back the whole previous week uh, conversation and setting the stage for a giant walk back before Ace ever got on the phone. Um, so I, I think it's pretty clear that there had been communications about... Um, not dropping the dirt because self-incrimination is probably not a very good idea and ace came to his senses that uh a, a lot of the dirt that he yeah. probably has he was complicit in um which wouldn't help anyone nor would it be of any use to the peanut gallery um <laughs> so it was already before he got on the phone gonna be a downer and mm -hmm. it kind of yeah got even worse from there because ace comes on and complains that he's had a crazy week lonnie have you had a crazy week i've yes i've had a crazy always week. A crazy, i always crazy had a crazy week, week. <laughs> i i'm like, a little inside baseball for the people who watch this like i join like literally seconds before the show starts almost every week because i'm extre <laughs> i'm extremely busy guy who was a my job is my life but but ace is really busy he's recording 12 hours a day six days a week and then it's eight hours a day so he doesn't he doesn't even know wow. but but he's had a he's had a crazy week he had a five second phone call he had a uh, at a uh, exchange with with Doc, and then some text messages that weren't returned, was I think the um, the extent of the craziness that was out of the usual from his routine, at least from what we were told. So mm. I mean, that, that that's that, that's what it was. He had, he had a couple mm. texts with Doc, a, a brief phone call with Doc, apparently, and <sighs> a five second phone call from Paul S. Allegedly, allegedly, it's on the server. It's on the server. It's on the on Verizon the servers because th so. there are a lot. There are lots of Paul S's out there. Yeah, it may well. It, have, it may well have been sinking Stanley for all anyone well, knows. Yeah, I well, Laura went into his. Laura went into his memory and she got the screen grab for him. <laughs> she got. She got the screen grab. Okay, but I I, I got to ask. Okay, yeah. you all of us have probably heard this now already. This this yes. interview. Now, how many of you were like me? And extremely disappointed in the fact that Ace did not give us the goods. This man is telling us the whole week, I'm very pissed off. I'm going to be coming back and I'm going to be dumping the goods. You know, I don't believe a word this guy's going to say from here on in ever again. Okay. I was expecting garbage. I was expecting stuff from him. And of course, he didn't deliver. Was I surprised? No, because look, 
I'm not a fool. I know that his, he probably had like 10 lawyers calling him after that first interview and say, don't you dare say anything about those guys on there because, you know, they'll take them to the laundries, you know, for that. So, but I mean, come on. I mean, the, on one hand, you got to admit, I, there was a part of me that was really hoping that he was going to come on this week and dump something on them, you know, but mm. how disappointing. But, I mean, Mark, Mark, if, if you want... Uh, Ace to deliver garbage. You just have to wait a, a few months for his next album to come out. Oh, <laughs> Don't worry about it. There we go. Oh. Wow. I didn't yeah. mean Ace. That's a good I'm one. Voice of reason. I'm sorry. From the top rope. <laughs> you see, Double axe that, handle. That, that is a shame because again, he's working with Steve Brown from Trickster. And yeah. he had Joey Casada in there cutting drum tracks this week, and none of that was talked about. And yeah. if you well. if you wanted to divert away from the hour and a half, you know, Dave B, you know, made it very clear. You know, he spent an hour and a half trashing Gene and Paul, whining, and yeah. then you know, complaining about their business practices, and then basically saying that he would get up on stage in his underwear for 200000 for the right deal. Um, Deep pockets. You know, so it's it's not about the fans. It's not about oh, anything no. to him other than money as well. Yep. So he's, he's no as different. guilty of the same behavior <laughs> that he alleges Gene and Paul are. And sure. someone else also pointed out in the comments, look what he did to Richie Scarlett. Mm. Yeah. Yes. That, Look that at the people bad. who he owed money to. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Gordon. Yeah, Gibbert and uh, those guys. Yeah. John Regan. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, so it really mm -hmm. seems unfair for Ace to be whinging Ace. because I think he set himself up. He thought that he was indispensable and that Gene and Paul called his bluff. And said we will go to the end of the fucking road without any of the originals just like we did with the um rock and roll hall of fame, rock and roll hall of fame. Yeah. it's australia it's about, uh, 2001 yeah as well yeah you can do it without one or two guys mm. no problem call your bluff you bill baker right as well yeah yeah well the thing with the rock and roll hall of fame we talked about that again of course and he said that they invited me up and the, the you know to, to play and and but then ace had said that uh he was not going to play with you know uh you know tommy on the on the stage no. you know two space they were not going to have makeup. tommy and them up there i don't think well that, that's the thing and it makes it sound like he's the one that um it, it, this is two stories here he's because the one because he wanted to be up there with the originals but then Paul, on the other hand, is saying no, it's because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame only wanted, you know, the originals. I still think that's it. bullshit. And I think it's I, I don't know who to believe anymore. I don't really I don't really <laughs> care the... because the kiss that I care about is on alive. I can play that oh, yeah. fucking album. The kiss I care about is on the latest off the soundboard. It's all yeah, history yeah. at this point. I can go and put on True. any lineups album yeah. at any time i want and celebrate the good times not this someone's called it a, a brady bunch of old uh you know brady bunch soap opera or bunch of old ladies, ladies uh, which yeah. is is very yeah. unkind to old ladies because but it's kind of true why, why do you hate old ladies yeah but i think it's kind of true uh, i mean we all have older friends i mean i've uh, i've worked with guys and when when they you know surpass 70 a few years there, m most of them lose it. I mean, they, they get stuck in. They, they, I mean, they can't change their opinion. Grumpy. They're stuck wow. in old thoughts, and it's very hard. And you just have to deal with it. I mean, they say, Is "Well, it all these coming into Sweden." Oh, you can't say that word. I've always said that word, and I will continue saying that word. Well. Okay, uh, now play Love Gun. Wow, uh, seniors are you, hardcore you know, in Sweden. Some sort of, yeah, a lot of seniors, they have a hard time changing their opinions, changing the way they are. And Ace and Paul, to some extent, reminds me of my old friends. You know, you just have to, well, 
he's old. <laughs> let him let him be, and then we can talk about something else. He has these views; they're they're archaic, but let let him be. So so that's what Ace. I think Ace is like that. This the that Uncle first Charlie interview. Syndrome. Yeah, you know that first interview was a catastrophe. I mean, <laughs> he's way out, way out, and you know he's always been kind of spaced out. You know, talking about. UFOs and all this kind of rubbish, uh, but his his long gone. So I'm sorry, I'm to thinking say. Ace I'm, is long gone. I'm thinking that Julian wished this was not live. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we can't. You always go back and edit. We, we can't drop any bombs. I, I, I'm just saying, even even, 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 even paraphrasing what someone else might be saying, we can't we can't be doing that. Uh, sorry, so I apologize to everyone out there. Um, <laughs> you know fault. what? Moving back to um, the topic at hand, uh, you know, he complains that Gene and Paul have trashed him since 1982 as being unreliable and then apologizes to, to Joyce for missing Neil's funeral because of drugs. Yet he'd been at Eddie Solon's uh, fu um, funeral uh, wedding as best man uh, at the same around the same time. So, you know, there's a contradiction. I don't think Ace remembers a lot of stuff. Um, from from the time but i think we can all agree that the bashing of ace and peter has gone way too far has oh, gone yeah. on way too long and i can understand ace's frustration uh, uh that um you know so it, it doesn't make any sense i want to go back to some of his comments i'm, I'm reading sinzak's post because he did a nice summary uh courtesy mm -hmm. of tuck watts um paul stanley apparently called ace and in a five second phone call allegedly said fuck you ace i'm not apologizing um yes. is, is that know. the right way for originals to be communicating with one another mark well you know sure you can say that it's not but i mean i think at this point i think after paul heard or was told or however he got the information about what was said on there i'm pretty sure he wasn't in a good mood I after hearing that. So I, I'm not in the slightest bit surprised when I heard that, that he said that to him because look, he said it himself too. These guys in his eyes, he still says, all oh, these guys are like still family to me. You know, I, I might say this about Gene, but he, I still love Gene and this and that. Look, I've, I've had arguments with my friends and my bandmates too, where they did something stupid. I called up and say, Hey, you fucking asshole or you dickhead or whatever. And then 10 minutes later, I'm afraid of what you're going to say. Someone's going to say next. Now. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. Uh, no, 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 uh, on PC here. Don't worry. Uh, but I, I, I've, I've, I've said stuff like that back and forth with bandmates too. But the difference is that, you know, 20 minutes later, we were back having a beer or something and just, you know, cooling off and just, you know, getting whatever we, the problem was resolved. It just seems like at this point, whatever the issues are between them, it's far, like there's a ton of it, it seems to be. Like there's a, probably a laundry list of issues these guys have. They can't just get talking to each other now at this point in their lives, you know? But, you it's, know, Ace Ace need the money. Kiss provides <laughs> the money for him. He said he doesn't no, need Ace, the money. The, Ace is out of yeah, he says not, that, But he has no idea. He said he's, he's been a millionaire poor. even in the mid-80s when he had... No money at all. So he has no clue. He has he. I don't think he knows how much money he has got, and I don't think he's like a millionaire. But is right he now? Is, you know, he's play. He's playing to uh, two hundred persons a night, three hundred maybe. So uh, yeah. and he's out there trying to to turn an easy buck. But um, I think the most disturbing part is. I don't think that Paul Stanley call is real. Do you think that? I don't. I can't see Paul Stanley calling Ace and telling him that, and then, you know, five a fair, five second call telling him to f off. I can believe I can't it. That. You don't think Paul would do that? Let's I don't go think around Paul the table. Ken, do, do you think so. that? Do you think that Paul Stanley called Ace and said those five words? I think it's very possible. I'll yes, just say no. that. It may not be, but I think it's very possible. I mean, it sounds like something he would say to me. I, I, I believe it. I believe it. Am I the only one not believing that? Do you really think that Paul Stanley's that? Like, 
that was Do you think it, Paul would call it, Ace? I don't think he would bother this is calling. Small. I'm so sorry, Ace. I, he wouldn't bother calling. I mean, he wouldn't do that. Why would he? Yeah, no, he wouldn't do that either, right? Why would he even call him? Why would Doc Sinking Stanley it? behind everything? Sinking Stanley might be behind everything. Mm. <laughs> why? Why would Doc then deny it to Ace? Paul didn't call you. What? Yeah. What? What's the one up? But uh, you know. And why would he say that? You know, supposedly that because Paul was on AT and T service that he could. That was the most. He, he wouldn't be able to call him. He could like, possibly what? call him. Paul has AT and T. What the, what the hell? Was was Ace on his Zenith computer with his tinfoil hat on? God, man. But Ace has no clue. Ace has no it's clue. It could be anyone calling Ace. He has you know, no at the, clue. At this point, I wonder when he says, you know, I talked to my lawyers. I wonder if he even has lawyers. As he's like maybe called a random lawyer and when they hung up, they're like, who was that guy who just called His us? girlfriend. His girlfriend he's might be his lawyer. He's lawyer. He said it last Oh, week. yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, mo moving on from uh, Daniel's end bomb, we're going to go into. Sorry the, about that, guys. The, Sorry about that, guys. I know um, you're kind of stingy over there in America with with words. We don't have that over here. Yeah, we we yeah, can say it. There are just some white people don't drop here. <laughs> not not. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't me. I'm I'm talking about the senior citizens that I know. Not, not like even that. not even conversationally. Um, I pointed this out in in one of the threads um, that I thought Ace had missed an opportunity to walk yeah. back, um, not necessarily anti-Semitism, but the perpetuation of anti-Semitic tropes. That's a big deal currently when hate crimes are on the rise across the world. You you see it in Sweden. You see. Yeah hate crimes occurring there just as much as we do in America. Mm -hmm. Canada also has issues um, mm -hmm. with First Nation stress and mm -hmm. also other, you know, immigrant groups. So it is something that is a problem for, for everyone, or at least to be aware of without necessarily becoming that dreaded work, woke or too woke. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So was it a missed opportunity? And what are some of the other areas where you think Ace maybe missed out on a chance to use that 90 minutes he had with a lot of people tuned in um, to get a message across on a variety of things? Mark, start with you. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I mean, if he if he is if he is legitimately working on this album, which he keeps referring to being in the studio eight to 12 hours a day working on it, I mean, you should talk more about it. I mean... If it's the best thing that you're going to do, and he keeps referring to this as the best thing since the 78 album that's going to come out, well, Better. you know, give me, a, give me a reason to believe it. Like, talk oh, about is. it a bit more. You know, I mean, Julian brought up a good point. There's people that were working on it with him, people of note, people of name. You know, talk about it, you know? I mean, this is, this is a great opportunity to do. You have a lot of people listening in, you know? And sure, maybe you made the mistake of getting everybody riled up and expecting to hear dirt. But, you know, now that you have everybody's attention, why not go ahead and talk about things that might interest people as well? Because I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there that are that are Ace fans, serious Ace fans, and would and are be will be interested in hearing a new Ace album. So use that opportunity, man. Come on. I'm really excited about the prospect that he has challenged us, saying that it's, he thinks it might be the best album that he's done since his solo album, um, which is taking a page out of the Paul's book. Yeah. Yep. Well, it, it is interesting. Missed, missed opportunities, Lonnie. What jumps out at you? Between you know, I, I thought he was going to go down the right path. And he, at one point in the conversation, he goes, that I would like to address the, some anti-Semite issues. And I thought, oh, maybe he is going to go the right way. But no, he says, oh, you see that picture I sent you, Paul? And I, I, I thought he was going to maybe steer the ship in, in a positive direction. But he went south instead. You know, I, I thought, I thought, I, I honestly thought like, oh, well, here we go. Maybe he's going to, maybe he goes, well, let me look at my notes here. And I thought maybe that was, maybe that was something in his notes that, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I should clear that up. But, but no, in his notes were, were to go kind of back down that road a little. Classic deflection. Yeah. I, mm. I, you know, it's not about me. Look at Paul. 
Correct. <laughs> right. And and his notes were to were to point fingers. So, you know, the the other thing too, back to what he was talking about, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He talks about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like it was last week and not nine years ago. <laughs> I mean, he, he keeps referring. I know you you wouldn't you wouldn't think it by listening to it. Because he talks about it like it happened last week, and he's so upset about it still. That was nine. It was 2014, as much as yeah. it may pain some of us to admit it, that 2014 was nine years ago. It was not last week. No. But we keep referring to it like, yeah, I'm still mad about that too. That you know, when he double crossed <laughs> me last week. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's true though. He keeps referring to it over and over and over again. I was I was driving home tonight. I go, Ace's poor girlfriend has to listen to this probably nonstop. Yeah, I mean that he referred to a lot, and he also referred to a lot the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per show that they'll have to pay me to come on. That he referred to a ton of times as well. You know, I, I, I you know it. I think it's safe to say from listening to this the last. It would really just picked up the conversation from last week, and it just kept on going. Just him, just him rambling. On and on and on. And I think you I mean it's obvious listening to this how hard of hearing he is. Because yeah. one, he keeps interrupting Eddie. And I don't think yeah. it's on purpose that he's interrupting no. Eddie. I don't think he can hear Eddie talking. Yeah. So he's just so he's just going. And I don't think he hears him at all. But well, what do you say about some people saying that he was kind of intoxicated during the first interview? I don't no. think that's the case. No. I really don't believe no. that. It's no. just, as much as some people want to believe that, I don't. Like it's, that. it's just it's just yeah. the damage of a Lost. former abuser added to age. Yeah, it oh, it, it, it probably. is it is a known, you know, it, side effect. Side well mm. consequence, not a yeah. side effect because yeah. it's life. It's life lasting, and he's never have been the most clear of speakers, and now he's hard of hearing as well. You know, he, he's it's like he's on a text phone at one point when he's, you know, he, he couldn't hear Paul Stanley clearly because he hadn't activated his you know, visuals. Yeah. Maybe Paul said, I love you or something. I love you, Ace. And he misheard it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I agree with with uh, Julian about, you know, he did miss the opportunity there. He should have just the first thing started off to, you know, I'm sorry. If I offended anybody last week, you know, my comments last week, blah, 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 that, you know, that stuff. And then from there, you know, just move on, you know. And if you say, yeah, Paul called me, did that. Okay, that's fine. But then just stop. And it's like, but now I'd like, like to talk about my, you know, album coming out. You know, I have this song recorded. I have this many songs. And some of them sound like this if you compare it to, you know. My 78 album, you know, I think it's going to be more, you know, like Kiss Riffs or, or whatever, you it know, some, something and, prom and promote it. Yeah, New York Groove. Um, yeah. And maybe even mention the, the cover song that he's doing because he is, I, I guess, doing a cover song on there. Actually, tell us what the song is. You know, mm -hmm. we can kind of like speculate, oh, yeah, yeah, it might work out well or, or not. So, yeah, he missed some opportunities there. Um, he just, probably needs to, at this point just stop you know and then eddie trunk uh, having a hard time stopping him or directing him mm -hmm. i think to a, to a degree i think yeah eddie trunk was trying to steer him one way but then on the other hand eddie's probably getting great ratings the last couple of weeks Hell yeah. based on mm -hmm. on on these uh, the interviews with ace you know mm -hmm. listeners so yeah, I think sword. we've had a couple more good comments, you know, about Ace and his makeup with Ace saying that he licensed, he made, he screwed up and licensed, licensed it to them in perpetuity. And yeah. then he, uh, he still gets royalties and, and shit from it. So someone probably told him about his contracts with the band. You know, you, mm. you, you want to screw it up completely, Ace, because these guys have done a good business and look what they did to Vinny. Or and more appropriate, look what Vinny did to himself because mm. he lost his stuff because mm. of judgments. It wasn't done maliciously by the band. He kept suing them. And, you know, you give one of these guys a shovel, sometimes they keep on digging. Um, and then they hand it to you to whack them with once it's deep enough. So, it, you know, someone has probably told him that you don't have a leg to stand on, Ace, if you want to sue them. And he made it sound like he was gearing up 
to take legal action. And I don't think his case is as strong as McMars's might be against his former bandmates. But, um, you know, Ace will want to think about how the band is known to operate. They have the resources to outsue you. They can, out, unless you're willing right. to spend a shit ton of money suing them. They've yeah. got all the resources. They've got real fucking lawyers that are dedicated to their business. That's what they do. Hey, Ace, I can't answer right now. I'm on Verizon. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, it, it's just going to get messy with threats. Because right now, he, is someone changing the tape so we don't have a tape flip during Young and Wasted? <laughs> That was like someone's 19, flipping, 1980s. Flipping the tape. I'm flipping it. Going off. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go to some of the comments. Um, yeah. Lonnie, you going to stick up for Tommy here? Um, I, I the, the constant bashing of Tommy didn't surprise me. I mean, he's talking about, oh, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't write a solo like that, and I can outplay him, you know. I, that doesn't surprise me that he's that he went after Tommy. I mean, and he mentioned, I, oh yeah, watch the video. Tommy Tommy giggled when when Ace made that made that comment about about me on the Howard Stern show. And Who's gone we, back and watched? I, I I've seen it. He does kind of. He does crack yeah, yeah, he, I saw it too. I watched does, it too. He does crack a smile. I said, did he? Yeah, why not? Good that doesn't Tommy, surprise yeah. the, the bashing of Tommy that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's who Ace has been. I mean, here, if, I, I don't know the constant bashing of Tommy. I really don't have a problem with that. You know why? Because Ace, because Gina Paul constantly bashes Ace and Ace and Peter. So yeah. why can't why can't Ace punch back at Tommy a little bit? You know, okay, I, but you know I what? Though? Why don't they do it on fucking stage? This band has no sense of humor. You want to solve the two spacemen problems? Do it Phantom of the Park style. Have a guitar war between two spacemen. The rigging on the other one first. I'll I'll tell you though, he has a short memory though, and that, I'm, I'm sure that's not a big surprise. <clears throat> but I mean, Ace is saying that you know he can play circular. I play these songs all the time. If memory serves me correctly, there's a very good video of the reunion '96 tour. Of how Tommy Steyer had to go back and reteach Ace all his shit again because he had no clue how to play it the way it was originally. So for him to come on here and say that oh, you know Tommy can't play my stuff, I, I, you, I got news for you, chum. If he didn't know how to play your stuff as well as he does did, then you wouldn't be able to play it now probably because you don't even you didn't know how to play it then apparently according to the information that we got. So he doesn't need to rehearse. Yeah, oh, no, not at all. Mark, let's, let's also be <laughs> fair. They yeah. had to do the same for Gene and Paul, who had strayed away from the music as okay, well. Okay, yeah, that's great. Neither and of so those guys were playing like they were playing in the 70s. All of them had to relearn what they had been doing in their youth. The same goes for Peter with the drum parts. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of quotes about him being reminded what a crazy-ass drummer he'd been in 1975 and relearning that style of playing yeah. for the tour. I have no it, issue with that. I just have the issue that he's saying that I, he can't play my stuff, I can play rings around him. Well, obviously not, because he he had to reteach you the stuff. And I have no... Look, there's no nothing wrong with them having to relearn Tommy it, but I'm was telling there you. As a health, Tommy was there as a, a musical health coach. Yeah, for all for all of them to bring them back to the original sense of the music because he respected the music. He continues yeah. to respect that music every yeah. goddamn time he goes out on stage because he plays it maybe without the panache of Ace who wrote the riffs, but he plays them the same every fucking night yeah. and does it with style uh, as much as someone who didn't write it can inject into it. So I, I like Tommy. I I think he does a great job. I've seen them many mm -hmm. times with him and I think that he does a fantastic job and I've seen them with Ace when they first played in Toronto in 96 I thought they were pretty good you know he wasn't perfect but he was, they were really good but then I saw them in 97 when they, did, when they did the Lost Cities tour and he was shit and the guy fell over on stage on his back and Gene just looked at him and the roadie gave him a look and he said ah, forget it don't pick him up and they left him on the ground until the lights went black and then the roadie came out and picked him up I mean come on man I don't know about you, but but, but when Tommy first joined, I was kind of, you know, hesitant. It felt kind of strange. 
but in hindsight yeah it's hard to pick a better guy doing that part i don't see anyone doing it better exactly. than him I, I wouldn't i wouldn't like to see anyone else not even bruce i think because tommy is the perfect guy for the job you know kind of cloning ace uh, adding a few new stuff but, but mostly doing you know justice to the history of the band and it, he, he does it perfectly yeah, I, I I would still rather see Bruce doing Bruce era stuff because Tommy's never done a good job. No, Bruce. no, that that's he has a hard time doing the solos to like yeah. you know creatures of the night or, or asylum or, or unholy is really bad. But they don't play that stuff anymore, so that's no problem. Yeah, I was surprised that he gave uh, such love for uh, Gene. You know, is about you know his <laughs> bass playing, and uh, and and saying that he's thought. He liked Gene's voice better than Paul's voice, and that may be a, a part of the piss yeah. thing, you know. Kind of, he's just like saying you that. can. But uh, I was like, like oh, hey, you know, that's what I that's what I like, you know, too. But uh, yeah, it was, you know, he's he shows love, and then he turns around the next moment, then he's, you know, hating, and it's it's a back and forth thing. It's a mess. It's like, no, I'm not gonna get up to stage with you. But if you pay that two hundred fifty thousand dollars, yeah, I'm going to. It's it's all over the place. Well, he probably thinks that if they paid Rachel, which she seems to think that they did pay Rachel, oh, yeah, that all right, yeah. saying that she had an NDA with them, um, which is why she went quiet, and then she started talking about them again. But I haven't heard a, a peep out of her lately, so that that's that that was the right advice to give that uh you know just make her go away um she was talking way. back when she Paul's started sister. when she put that stuff up for sale right that's mm -hmm. when she was talking the last time i remember yeah that. no she doesn't even still have the, all the music you know ended up in someone else's hands from what i hear so okay. she doesn't have any of that she may have some of the collectibles you know the Nazi memorabilia, um, <laughs> the family photos. Uh, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, what next? I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot of comments yeah. here that, you know, impressed with Peter, right? continuing to take the proper high road. Um, where does Ace go from here, Lonnie? Um, I, I think Ace needs to take a vow of silence for the next few weeks, I think. Although, driving home tonight, I was just listening to it again. I was just like, you know what? I wish you would call in every week because this is freaking hysterical for my drive home. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Comedy. it would be in his best interest just to lay low for a little bit. Or if he wants to come back on, like you guys said, come back on. I don't but, think Eddie's going to have him on anytime soon. No, probably not. But when he mm. does, when he does reappear, let's reshift, let's refocus, and let's start promoting yourself and your new album. And he talked about, well, I'm going to take the high road. Well, let's really take the high road. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, I, I think um, Eddie helped him up out a bit. I think he he talked to him uh, before the second interview. And that might have helped quite a bit. Otherwise, I, Ace would have said maybe a thing or two that would have stood out and made some headlines. But uh, secretly, Eddie Trunk is enjoying the, uh, you know, uh, the mess, sort of, because he's getting a lot of views. But um, the thing is that um, Ace needs to focus on his album and his own music and forget about all this old stuff with gene and paul he clearly loves them because they sent him some checks uh but uh you know as a relationship being friends that's been over for decades so stay away from that stay focused on the music on your band and try to release something uh, that is uh, up to par this time around. That would be excellent. Ken. Yeah, well, first of all, that beeping you hear is some idiots outside. Right. <laughs> they were cutting down a tree and it's a big old truck. And that's if you heard that, you heard other stuff going on. But anyway, 
Yeah, it's just one of those days here. <laughs> but all I can say is AT&T recording this whole conversation. Yeah, that, that was clearly AT&T out front. <laughs> it's Verizon putting up uh, a new tower. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> one a little bit higher than the other ones. The other um, so, yeah, I agree, though, that, you know, Ace should just focus on uh, on his new music now and try to promote that as, as much as he can. And Ace, no, I don't think it's garbage. I'm, I'll buy it. I do. I will buy it. I always buy your new album. It's it's got to be better than Spaceman. Come on, let's um, be honest. Let's yes, be real. Well, Spaceman. Was, Spaceman okay. had a, had had some moments it okay. on it, but yeah. it was not as good for me as Space Invader or Anomaly. Yeah, and I I hope it is you know as good as he says it it is going to be. You know, if it comes anywhere in the area of the seven to eight soul album, I'll be very 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 happy. So. But yeah, Ace just, you know, stay off Eddie Trunk for a while and uh, get back on the wagon. Right, but Eddie is willing to have any member of KISS, past and present on, except for Bob Kulik, of course, who he refused to have on, apparently. Hmm. Um, Which is weird. I caught the tail end of Eddie's interview with Paul Gilbert the day before, and he that's worth checking out the end of, because he's going pretty hard and heavy trying to get other members of the band onto his show um, <clears throat> about this. And what I do respect about Eddie is that he does have a loud voice in the metal community. Yeah. I know he, he's very divisive that people seem to either love him or loathe him uh, and very little in between, but he still does carry that torch for the hard Hell rock. Yeah that we grew up with are growing old with and he continues to have have a platform that is very important to legacy artists mm-hmm. um lonnie going back to that that question i've already thrown to the other guys your take on it oh we're well, you already first. went to you didn't go to me you went to me first you went to me first oh yeah the, you didn't okay. go to me the, the other lonnie i was like Okay. Okay. Julian is clearly flustered still. So um but uh yeah. Uh, what I think he should do, um I think he should get back to doing his solo record, but in between doing it, he should go to his lawyers and get that document out of the safety deposit box there and start working on his new book, you know. I I, I definitely think that should be high on his next list of things to do. Because, who should uh, write it I, for him? Well, it doesn't matter the... who. It'll probably take 10 years anyways to get it done anyways. So by that It'll time, it should be okay to release. Yeah. But yeah, you know, get get him get him to work on his record. I mean, you know, we want new music out. But uh, I'm telling you, man, that book, man, get that get that thing out of the safety deposit box. Yeah. Come on. Release the yeah. no So with Ace, that. I I only have one <laughs> bit of advice. You're the former guitarist in KISS. It's clear, or should be absolutely clear to you now, that your value is in the catalog of songs that you're a part of creating. And it's probably better for it to remain that way um, and for you to let the music do the talking. Maybe practice a little bit more for your live performances. Yeah, let let the fucking music do the talking. Is a great... Well, it's a great album, but it's let his album speak. If you think that Kiss has missed you creatively, prove it. Yeah, it's the best way to do it. Prove it. Put that music out. Put all that energy into that album. Johnny Rotten or John Lydon. Anger is an energy. Channel it into that fucking guitar. And let's hear some fiery riffs and solos on a new album. Let's hear some lyrics that express some of that rage, some of that anger without Ah. lightning or UFO theme, you know, and just, just fucking don't, don't bore us. Get to the goddamn chorus. That's another uh, Joe Perry one. (laughs) That, that's all I want out of this now, because the drama, the soap opera, the oh. he said, she said, Paul Stanley has a reputation. So it, it wouldn't put me it wouldn't be past him to say something like that to no. a fellow original and for him to be now forever banished 
um, mm -hmm. in Paul's mind uh, as as meaningful. But Ace raised some additional points during this interview. The original Kiss logo, the button which yeah. recently sold with the logo that Ace drew with the diamond on top of the eye. Mm -hmm. Ace Frehley created the Kiss logo. Paul Stanley refined it. Hmm. And now, you know, you can see why Ace or, you know, other former people associated with the band get pissed off by the revisionism, revisionism, pardon me, the minimizing of their creative contributions. Look how much of that set being played night after night after night was originated by Peter Chris, Ace Frehley, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, with the help of Sean Delaney, Bill O'Coin, Neil Bogart, and Joyce, and a whole fucking crew, you know. Small. We're still celebrating the originals every time we go see that fucking band with the makeup that they wear. Lonnie's like, 100%, 100%, I, couldn't, I, I can't agree with you more, I, and I say this all the time, <laughs> that when you go see the band, it's 90% from 74 to 70 to 79. <laughs> Axed. That's pretty good. That's actually nice. funny. Awesome. Aaron, that's pretty funny. That's pretty good, Aaron. <laughs> but it's 90% 74 to 79. And then the other 10% is um, Creatures and Look It Up, Vinny's contributions to the band. And then we might throw in say yeah for some reason when they still play that line. Psycho Circus, yeah. And Psycho Circus, but but the but Psycho Circus, I don't know. That's still original. So you did originals are the ones we're getting. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, now we're there. getting into easy it. there, easy. <laughs> so yeah, but it's it is celebration of that original band, and then Vinnie Vincent, Vinnie Vincent and Eric Carr in the early '80s, and we ignore everything else. Julian's one hundred percent right. So, and but but we'll do anything to minimize the contributions of anyone that isn't named Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley. Yeah, and here, here's an, here's another good comment on it. His sobriety should be celebrated, mm -hmm. and sobriety doesn't mean that you don't sometimes fall and get back up. It should not be denigrated. Someone who hasn't abused drugs for 40 years shouldn't continuously be, re be reminded of the fact that they were once a fuck up and have evolved. You know, yep. it, it does all get very old. Mm. But you know what? I just want to celebrate Kiss. I still love the music. Do you remember last year? It, we're coming up to a year since all those leaks happened. Yeah. And the excitement of watching something like Largo 75 and watching mm. it. I had the audio for a few years before, <laughs> before, before it came out. Um, but actually watching that video and seeing that hunger, that energy, that power that we will never see from the band live on stage again. That's oh. just an, an impossibility, an impossibility. The only way we will ever get to feel that energy is by watching the video because even the people who saw the band in the 70s 75 and earlier those memories will fade so but, but you can always go back to those recordings i still think you can feel yeah. the energy from the band when attending a concert but it's mostly from the crowd and the fans yeah. you know you you go you go someplace before the concert and there are KISS fans all over the place and you talk about the bad and the history and everything and then you end up at the concert and you, you have a great time. So I think still you can kind of draw energy from the band, but it's mostly from the fans and the crowd at this point of time. But it's still a great experience to go and watch a KISS concert, Mark. <laughs> Mark. I, I love how it's referred to me now. Mark. Yeah. Uh, look. Like I said before, I'm not saying I'm not going to go. I'm just saying that I don't feel that itch to go and grab tickets right now because I've look there's and then lots of people have said this on the groups I've looked at, Kiss groups, uh, saying that you know they've seen them in let's say '96 
and they want to leave on that memory rather than the memory of how they are now, you know, and I can understand that feeling, you know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of bands, you know, a lot of people said that Rush were actually lucky that they ended how they did because they ended on a very, very high note. And that's how people will always remember them as a live band. You know, I would, but I'd love to see them still play live now. Of course, I would love to see it, but who knows how they'd be now at this age. Right. But you know, look, it'll probably happen. I, knowing my friends, they'll probably call me up. Hey, guess what? I came through with the box. Did you come in? I'll be like, yeah, okay, and then we'll, we're going to go, you know? So don't give yeah. up hope, Daniel. No, I know you're I pulling for me, brother. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because he's looking forward to his shows. All right. I <laughs> guess that, that about wraps it up uh, for this week. Next week, I guess we'll talk about Vinnie Vincent's Juggernaut. That's been that's been on our topic list for a while now. Yeah, I got it. Vinny's Vinny's latest listening party for an album that's been being mixed for 18 months that I thought was already I wonder what I wow. I'm seriously heard curious. I'm very curious about whether we will have a new music from Ace and from Vinny this year. That would be mm-hmm. that'd be interesting. Or even or even new old music when it comes to Vinny. I, I would settle for a pristine copy of Guitar Mageddon any day of the week. Because how much is it going to cost on vinyl? Seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand. And you have to go to an event to get it, and you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Yes, no you can't play it. For, you can't play it for anybody. No. Nobody can and hear it except you. Not even yourself. <laughs> you're bringing pinwheels, and you're bringing salad, and you, you got to do the croutons. Just about the empty grooves Woo. on a vinyl album. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is going to be it for this week. We've had a, a shit ton of comments. A, again, uh, apologies for our unpolitically correct. Um, that, you have to understand, I'm from Europe. Yes, we Europe can say stuff country. like that. So am I. No, yeah, but that's a long time ago. You you have been Americanized. I know you can't say the f word and anything on TV. In in Sweden, we can do that. And I'm sorry if anyone was offended, but I was just quoting my old friends that talk like that. Yes, so I understand totally. That. Yeah, yeah, and that's where that ends. End of topic on that. Thank you, Daniel, for that. By the way, all right. So chime in with your thoughts on this topic um if you're catching this after the fact we're going to do more of these episodes live it's just easier to put it all out there unfiltered we don't we don't do any editing anyway so we all fuck up (laughs) and misspeak um yeah i guess i will do all right that's it for this week we shall see you next time thanks for joining us thank you for spending time listening to the kiss faq podcast today all sales are final, there are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.